Taste of Country Nights with Evan Paul On Demand, episode 59 with Lainey Wilson. As a radio guy, like everything that happens in my life, I'm always looking to use it on the radio. When you get broken up with, is part of you excited because you know new music's going to come out of it? Uh, not in the moment, but a part of me feels like bad stuff happens to me just so I'd have something to write about. And I'm like, Lord, <laughs> we done been through this. Why are you doing this to me? Like... We had a lot of fun in studio with the CMA Awards Most Nominated Artist this year at the upcoming awards show, Lainey Wilson. She just dropped her brand new album, Bell Bottom Country. We get an update from her about her father, um, who was having some issues earlier in the year. And she, she's just overall a great person. Thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and give us a rating, a like, a comment, a subscribe. All that helps us out here on Taste of Country Nights On Demand. You ready to roll? I'm ready. All right. Cool. Uh, Taste of Country Nights here with Lainey Wilson. What's happening? Dude, excited to catch up with y'all. Yeah, it's been forever. I I mean, I could talk to you forever. I got so many things to ask you. Uh, Career's just been going nuts. Where were you when you found out about your six CMA noms? Um, It was one of the very few nights I've been able to sleep in my bed here in Nashville. One of the 10 nights. Okay. (laughs) And um, it was probably about like 7 a.m., or something crazy like that when the nominations came out and my publicist and manager called me and woke me up. So I was like halfway alive and, um, they, you know, told me, they were like, well, you've, you got nominated and I'm like freaking out. And they're like, and you were the most nominated. Wow. And then I freak out some more, call my mom and daddy back at home. And it was, it still feels like a dream. I bet. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Which one of your nominations would mean the most to win? I know it would be cool to win all of them. Oh, my gosh. Um, Just to be recognized as it's just so cool. I used to stand out outside of the Bridgestone in line for hours just to get like a little wristband to get in the pit. And um, I'd go buy me a dress and everything just to make make myself feel like I was, you know, going to the CMAs. Uh Um, Uh-huh. That's hard. I'll say um, song of the year, of course. As a songwriter, I take a you know a lot of pride in my writing and things a man ought to know. One ACM song of the year, and mm. it'd be pretty dang cool to see it win again. And just kind of gives me that extra courage to just keep on writing what I know and writing from the heart. But it's it's like trying to pick a favorite song. That's right. hard. That's hard. <laughs> and I know you've told me before Nashville's a ten year town. Do you finally feel like you've made it yet? It's so weird, and I don't think this means that I'm not, like, appreciative or, like, content or anything like that, but I don't know if I'm ever going to feel like I made it. And I hope, I kind of hope I don't. I feel like I'm the kind of person who's always just like, this is incredible, what a huge blessing, but what's next? Uh And I'd like to keep that mentality for a long time. Uh, Bell Bottom Country, uh, does the song, does the album have like a seed song, like something that built the album, you built it around? Um, Not one song in particular. Uh, we kind of just built it around Bell Bottom Country in general, which just means country with a flair. Uh-huh. Um, it's about finding whatever it is that makes you you and different. It could be where you're from, how you were raised, the way that you talk, um, your accent, your story, and just leaning into it as much as you can. And I think that's what I did with this one. I think I just... Tried to really, you know, show my growth as not just a songwriter and artist, but as a person. Uh, I want to talk about the wordplay on weekend. So, like, John Party did uh, Mr. Saturday Night. Oh, yeah. um, what inspired that? Well, I, first of all, I love, like, double entendre. 
type things. I did it with my song Dirty Looks and like there's just something so cool and creative about that and writing it is so much fun because it's like putting together a puzzle. Uh, And that's pretty much what writing a song is anyway. But um, during that time, I was on the weekend of a heartbreak. I was on I was on the you know, you got to go through the bad in order to get to the good. And that's where I was. So it was just a, a real song in that moment. Do you, as a writer, like, um, like as a radio person, I look at everything as, could that be a topic? Yeah. Like in my life, do you, when you, like you get broken up with, does a part of you get excited that you got broken up with? Uh, Not in the moment, but a part of me feels like bad stuff happens to me just so I'd have something to write about. And I'm like, Lord, (laughs) we done been through this. Why are you doing this to me? Like, um, but yeah, I agree with you though. There's times where I'm like. Okay, well, I need to capitalize on this feeling. And because at the end of the day, if I'm sharing it, if I'm sharing my experience, I know good and dang well that I'm not the only one um, who was in that or in it at the moment, you know? Yeah. Tell me about the highs and lows that are experienced on Bell Bottom Country throughout, like, you making yeah. it in Nashville. My gosh. There's so many, so many highs and lows. Um, just even figuring out who I truly am. And... I'm learning to be unapologetically myself, and I've, and I'll say I hope people can listen to this record and and feel the same. I hope it encourages them to feel that, and it's okay to you know go through the weekend of a heartbreak because at the end of the day you're gonna you're gonna um eventually say to yourself, "At a girl," you know, like mm-hmm. you're you're getting somewhere. Um, so I think this record does like celebrate certain things and certain like milestones, and also there's just songs on there that talk about cutting loose and having a good time and. Within the highs and the lows, I think it's important to just cut loose every now and then. Has did any song in the album take you out of your comfort zone? Oh my goodness! Ah, oh, that one's hard. Um, I think they all. This is kind of crazy, but I think they all kind of took me out of my comfort zone in a way. Um, the one that maybe took me out of my comfort zone the least was probably those boots that I wrote for my daddy, because it was just like we. That's not hard for me to talk about. You know, a lot of the things that are hard for me to sing about are the things that are hard for me to talk about. For instance, Weekend. Um, yeah. And a lot of the other ones, whether it's This One's Gonna Cost Me or Hold My Halo or Grease or Hillbilly Hippie, I feel like those are what Bell Bottom Country means to me. How is your dad doing? He's doing great. He, he spent two months in a hospital and from a fungal infection that completely took out the left side of his face. Um, they had to remove his eye and they had to remove some bones and stuff in his face. He had a stroke on top of all of that, had nine surgeries in a month and a half. My gosh. He's not supposed to be here. And he's here and he went to a rehab facility for about three weeks and got home a few days ago. Wow. Has he, he heard celebrated. the song? Yes, he's heard it. What was his reaction? Were you there? Yes, he's a man of few words. I'm talking about like <laughs> the only way I knew that he liked a song of mine when I was little was if he was tapping his toe or not. And with this song, I played it for him, and he was tapping his toe, so I was like, all right, check. Um, but then afterwards, he said, that's pretty dang good. So I was like, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> wow, that's good. That's great. <laughs> um, is there a song in the album that's so personal that you like it? it was, you almost like, kept taking it off. You're like, ah, you almost didn't put it on or no? Oh, my gosh. Um, there was... Me, You, and Jesus was the one that I just kind of kept coming back to. Like, it had not made the list, like, for sure, like, set in stone. 
but it was always the one where I'd like plug in another one and I'd be like, I don't know if that's it. And I would just go back to that one. Um, that one is very personal to me. I think it's, you know, it's important to have people to lean on during hard times, especially with this stuff I've been dealing with my daddy. You know, I feel like I've had the best moments of my career in the past three months, but also the hardest time, like on a personal level. And you just need people there to help navigate. And it could be, you know, it could be your spouse. It could be your best friend. It could be whoever it is, um, just somebody to lean on. So the only things that get me through hard times is uh, my faith and my people. Okay. I want to take you back to when you're one years old. Okay. Uh, there's a song <laughs> out by Four Non Blondes. Yep. <laughs> what made you decide to cover that? So I've been covering the song for years. Like I even played it when I was playing in the Arklamas area, um, wow. Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi. And then uh, fast forward several years, I started playing it at all of like my opening gigs. It didn't matter if it was a, a bar, a four hour bar gig. I was playing the song. It was a song that um, it didn't matter what was going on. When this song came on and the chorus hit, everybody's arms went in the air <laughs> and everybody's swaying back and forth. And to me, that's an important part of the show is to get people on their feet. And that song does it. And Linda Perry, she's just she's just cool. Four non-blondes. I mean, I got to sit down with her last fall and just kind of get to know her and talk to her. She's and written some hits for other people, is, too. She's just cool and yeah. intimidating You're let me really? tell you i was terrified and i don't get scared <laughs> you know the, i'm like i was like you scary <laughs> but she means business and i love that about her are you guys gonna work together i hope so okay i really hope so i would i think me and her could do something really cool together at some point in time but i just look up to her i think she just does what she wants to do how she wants to do it who's the most fun country artist to have drinks with that's hard Cause they all, they all like to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so any, many, many, mo. Okay, um, okay. Probably my boy Hardy. Yeah, uh, we've heard that from a few people before. He likes to have a good time. Yeah, and I appreciate that about him. Yeah, he is. He's like a brother uh -huh. to me. And um, did you reach out to him when he had his bus accident? Oh yes. How's sure. he doing? I think he's doing okay. I think everybody who is on the bus is, you know, turning a corner. I know his bus driver was in pretty bad shape there for a minute. But um, seems like, you know, he's he's yeah. gonna be okay. Okay. But that is terrifying, and I'm just so glad that they're okay. I mean, anything can happen. What uh, What's on your backstage rider? Like, what do you need backstage? I don't know, but I'm gonna tell you right now. I need to be a little more bougie because some of my <laughs> artist friends are like, I want some new underwear. I want some new socks. They gotta be three quarter length. They gotta be. I want. Solo cups. I want just the red Skittles. Yep, 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 yep. That's what I've been getting yeah. answers wise. Yep. Mine right now is probably throat coat tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I normally ask for a kettle in case there ain't like a microwave anywhere near. Um, lemon hulls, some cough drops, and probably whiskey. Okay. And water. Like I don't have a lot on my rider, but I need to. You know, I ain't going to be asking for like a new toilet lid. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people do that, too. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, people shared stories uh, with things a man ought to know about how you save their marriage and whatnot. Are you getting any of those with heart like a truck? Like, girl, you're getting me through it. Yes, I am daily. It's so cool to to see the way that different songs connect to people. 
just like things a man ought to know did. I mean, I'm getting messages daily of just like, this is my anthem right now. And um, my mom is going through cancer or I'm going through a heartbreak or whatever. Um, it's it's pretty cool to know that this song was supposed to exist. Um, what's a nickname that only your family calls you? Oh, my gosh. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, they really don't. <laughs> they do at times. Um, my mama calls me Laney Love. Okay. And she says one day I'm going to buy her a yacht and it's going to be called Laney Love. I'm like, y'all asking for too much. Let's, let's worry about Christmas right now. <laughs> um, are you going to watch your Yellowstone premiere with anyone or where? Do you know where? We'll probably have some kind of like you know, reaction type thing going on where we'll kind of probably like watch it. And then during commercial breaks, I might hop, hop on and do like a little, did y'all see what just happened kind of thing? Um, but yeah, I got to have my people around. It's going to be pretty cool to watch. I just was talking to Thomas Rhett and I asked him if he had any questions for you yeah. about Yellowstone. And yeah. he wants to know how Kevin Costner is on set in person, but he wants he said he wants the real deal. Don't like okay. code it. Well, this is this is the thing. I was in several scenes as Kevin, but I never got to shake his hand. Okay. Because he pretty much, he's such a busy man. I mean, I think they pretty much like put him in the scene and then pull him out. And um, he's, he's the only one on the cast and crew that I didn't like get to know. Uh, Beth, she's a dear friend of mine now. She is bad to the bone, but also the sweetest person in the entire world. So Thomas Fred, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm do my research, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's other musicians on Yellowstone: uh, Ryan Bingham, Kevin Costner, Luke Grimes. Do you get to sing uh, or write any songs with them? I hadn't got to yet. Okay. Um, this was such it was like fast paced. We're in the middle of touring as well as filming, and so we would go out there for two days and film, and then come back the next week and. Um, it was just crazy with everybody's schedule, but I'm sure we'll be able to put something on paper soon. All right. And finally, rapid fire Yellowstone questions. Just yes, no, or no comment. All right. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Did you fire a gun while filming Yellowstone? No. Do you get to kiss anyone? No comment. Are there any more kissings, any more than kissing scenes? No. Does Kevin Costner smell like morning pine? Probably. That's not us. I don't know. Yes. Did you steal anything from the set? I have to elaborate. And I have not told anybody this, okay? Okay. So I'm going to tell y'all right here. Okay. And it's not technically me stealing, but there was one day where I showed up on set and I was like, I don't have deodorant on. <laughs> I went into the bunkhouse. And I literally think props that have probably been sitting there since season one. I use somebody's razor and I use somebody's deodorant. And I've been waiting to tell somebody. And I'm so glad that I found I got to I feel better. I feel like a weight has been lifted. I'm glad you told us that. Um, is Beth Dutton the character you're most like in real life? Probably so. Uh, do you curse any or use any bad words? No. Uh, could you be back for season six? Possibly. Did you drink too much with any of the cast members on Yellowstone? No comment. Is Taylor Sheridan as handsome in person as he is on TV? Yes. Should we be afraid of Cole Hauser? No. Okay. Um, were there any songs from Bell Bottom Country inspired by your time in Montana? No, because I wrote most of them. 
beforehand. I did write some specifically for the show, um, but I've got some ideas of brewing now. Okay. Did you get to choose the song you sing on Yellowstone? Team effort. Uh, there's a picture on Instagram of you and Ian Bowen looking comfortable together. Are you just friends? Yes. Did you do any songwriting with Ryan Bingham? No. And finally, are fans going to like your character? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Bell Bottom Country. Go pick it up. That's check it, it out. It's amazing. Thank you, lady. <laughs> Thank you, dude. I appreciate you. All right, we'll bring in Billy Dukes from behind the camera to talk about this interview here. Uh, man, I love Lainey Wilson. She's awesome. I tell you, Nashville, we're getting really excited for Lainey's album. Uh, the Musica statue, which is this sculpture in downtown Nashville, Nashville of like nine naked people, uh, it's dressed <laughs> in bell bottoms. <laughs> This weekend, they put bell bottoms on the statue to celebrate bell bottom country. That's cool. Do they do stuff like that often? Once in a while, I think it's been dressed up for St. Patty's Day before. And when the marathon goes by there, sometimes it'll have like runner bibs. Um, They probably got to pay for it, I would think. Right. Wow. Yeah. And then who makes the bell bottoms that big? I don't know how you get that big of bell bottoms. <laughs> or or what you do with them afterwards. Like <laughs> no one thinks of right. that. Like <laughs> Yeah. You think you use it as like a parachute or something, but that's a great idea, man. Whoever however that happened, that's amazing. Now you you've uh heard the album and, and what do you think? I really like it. It's really diverse. Um but like I don't know. Sometimes artists say like there's something for everybody. And I think that's kind of cheap because a lot of times that means there's a lot of nothing for everybody, too. But that's not the mm-hmm. case here. Like there's some different sounds, but it all has like a thread to it. The, the c- cover she chose. What's up? What's going on? The Four Non Blonde song. Have you actually ever paid attention to the lyrics of that song? I think so. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. I guess I never listened to it. I got kind of wrapped up in like the feel good nature of the music, but it's kind of like a like a song about someone who's really frustrated. Um, I I got the lyrics here. 25 years and my life is still trying to get up that great big hill of hope for a destination. I realized quickly when I knew I should, that the world was made up of this brotherhood of man for whatever that means. Like this is a woman who's really frustrated and maybe that's Lainey Wilson right now. I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, uh, I thought it was interesting that she chose to cover that as well. And, you know, maybe, I mean, she said in the interview that, uh, you know, that's just a song that she's loved and blah, 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 blah. You know, maybe, maybe you're onto something. Maybe there's like, um, she's dropping a Taylor Swift Easter egg on us. It feels like there's a little bit more there with her. Cause like she, it seems like she's been having this great year, but you know, as she told you, she had a really, really hard personal year. Yeah, and, um, you know, if you're not too familiar with Lainey, she has definitely put in her time in Nashville playing all the bars and on Broadway, and she was the first person that ever told me that I ever heard of uh, it being a 10-year town. I'm sure she didn't coin the phrase, but, you know, she is the epitome of a 10-year town. You know, she came here and and just grinded for 10 years, and that's got to be weird being a new artist um, you know, after 10 years, like you've been doing it for so long. I, I don't know. I guess it's like when you get drafted to a professional sport, you're a rookie, but you've been right. playing your whole life. But that's, that's just weird to me. But she has perseverance, you know, and 
she's probably seen all sides of of the music industry. So maybe she's uh, maybe she's trying to subtly say something. I liked your question about when she gets dumped if she gets a little bit excited about having some potential <laughs> song ideas. Because I think that's true. Like songwriters, like I've heard other people talk about how they, they're in a fight with their wife or their husband and it's like going back and forth, but then they hear something and they have to kind of quick smile and write it down. And, you know, that probably doesn't go over well mid-fight, but... <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you never yeah, turn you that got, off. Yeah, you got to think. Like, I mean, how many albums have we heard from how many artists that... You know, maybe not albums, but songs on albums, you know, that are about a breakup. And, you know, they, when you go through a breakup, I would think a day or two after you would be like, all right, this is sweet, you know, or I wonder how it is from the breaking up point, though. Like if you're the person dumping the other person and then you write songs about it, I we don't really hear too much about that. How would you feel if like someone dumped you or you broke up with a girl and then you heard the song on the radio. Would you be proud of that or would you, I don't know, be ashamed of that? Well, let's see. If I dumped a girl and then heard a song about it on the radio, I would be pumped. But if I got dumped and then she still wrote a song about me, I would be pissed. I feel like the exception might (laughs) be like... Like, Michael Ray can't be real happier right now about hearing all these Carly Pierce songs on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We kind of <laughs> talked to him about that when he came in, and he kind of hinted around it. But, yeah, I don't know. that You nailed it, man. He's got to be like, but, you know, according to her side of the story, he is just living in the grave that he dug for himself. So... Maybe he's sitting around going like, you know, I I did wrong and now I'm going to get better. But yeah, he he can't be pumped hearing it. Or you know who else can't be pumped hearing it? Michael Ray's future girlfriends can't be really excited about hearing (laughs) some of those songs. Yeah, especially Next Girl. Yeah, it's just kind of a passing of the torch. Yeah, the girl who inspired Next Girl can't can't be like, hell yeah, this is my song. Ugh. Right. What co- what comes next? The next next girl. I told you so. You know, he just comes with his resume of songs about him. I like when Lainey comes in. She's she's usually really honest, um, and you can kind of get a sense of where she's at. Like, what was your big takeaway from her visit? Like, how when she left, how did you feel she was doing or what she had going on? Like, what was your your moment? I I feel like she is like. Um, still grinding as if she hasn't like made it. I, I feel like she hasn't realized that right now she's like in the now of making it. And I, you know, I, I also feel like she's just busy and stressed out and probably being pulled in a lot of directions, but you know, doesn't, can't really complain about it. Cause that's what she wanted. I, you know, I think that's in that phase of of being an artist is is kind of what I got. You know, she's not quite in the Jason Aldean, you know, like here, you know, I'm here. What are you going to do? You know, uh, she's still grinding, mm-hmm. you know. Not that Jason Aldean doesn't grind hard. I'm just saying there are different points of their career. But that was the word I wrote down was grinding, in fact. And and like, yeah, you know, an, an artist at her stage, like she might not be making a lot of money right now. Like she... She has a number one song, but it wasn't like a huge seller. 
Um, it sold pretty well. Yeah. Um, her touring fee, like she's still opening up, so she's not making a ton of money there. Like she might not be necessarily. Like, I don't think she's going to be rolling up in a BMW quite yet. It might be a year or two away before she can kind of cash in on something. Yeah, it kind of it rolls really slow. I've learned, and I've seen like the numbers of of um, plays they have to get on like music streaming sites to like make a certain amount of money, and it takes a long time. And there's a lot of people to pay, you know. But she'll get there. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I mean, I don't want to say another ten years, but I think maybe a couple more years. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. But she's yeah, probably making a healthy living, just not like a profit. If she makes a, wins a couple of these CMA awards, I think that'll really kind of make her a, a lot more popular uh, and a lot more coveted of a, a ticket. So her, she'll get a little bit more because you know that's where artists like that are making all their money are through concerts currently. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, you're right. I mean, her management staff, as soon as she wins that CMA, you know, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. Last thing, holy cow, about her dad. Like, did you have any idea oh, it was man. that bad when you asked her? No, I was like surprised that it, that's not news anywhere because i i mean i I figured we would have read about that but i could i didn't know it was that bad you know like that's crazy i've never heard of anything like that and the way she spoke about it like the way she battled through that right at a time you know because when your career is climbing like that you have to really nothing you, you can't stop you know you can but it's gonna affect it you know and the way she handled that and still kept going, knowing how much her dad means to her and knowing how bad it was now, like, man, I can't believe that. I'm glad he's at home doing well, though, as, as good as he can be. I didn't know they could remove an eye. Can they put it back? I don't think so, man. I, I think, think so that's either. when you get all eye patched up, I think. Uh, yeah. You know? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, what's world like? What's life like looking through the sp- the scope of one eye? I've n- I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, I have all sorts of questions for when she comes back. Uh, a follow up questions. Most of them just about that eye. Like, how's life with one eye? <laughs> one eye. Uh, is he good natured about yeah. it? Is he sensitive about it? Can you make fun of him? I mean, I just want to know. These are things. Yeah, yeah, no, those are all great questions. We'll put those on the list for next time because I'm sure she'll be stopping by. She comes by a lot. Uh, Thank you for stopping by and listening to Taste of Country Nights On Demand. You can check out this podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Give us a like, a rating, and all that stuff. And uh, Taste of Country Nights On Demand is part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network.